Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder and the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Pretty good. Still trying to come up, come down off the amazing high this episode has given me. Oh, really? Yeah, because I have not had an instance where I've yelled at the TV more than once within an episode in a long time. And I find that hard to believe. Well, though, I'll, I'll yell at the TV, like, but, like, very rarely does it happen more than once anymore, because normally I can kind of see where things are going, and I'm not usually shocked to the point where I literally yell out loud. Mm-hmm. I was so shocked on a couple different fronts throughout this episode that my mother actually had to ask me if I was okay, because she had not heard me talk so much recently. <laughs> well, that is good. I am glad you watched it and liked it. Yes, did uh, you not? No, no, I thought it was fine. I I was actually looking at something that had distracted me for a second, so I was ah, filling okay. in time by elongating my words. Gotcha. Uh, okay. <laughs> it has been a day. All right. Uh, actually, it's been a week, but that's, that is completely besides the point. All right, so... We have, we're on episode 12. Which makes me sad. Yeah. You know, like, this, this season has been so amazing, I don't want it to end. So knowing we only have one more episode left. Yep. Just, ugh. And, and, like, not only do we only have one episode left, but this is the first time we only have one episode left without Again, knowing there's a re- season. Right. So let's go, CW. What the hell? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm. A, I mean, I'm kind of nervous, but kind of not at the same time. I don't. I don't know, honestly. Right, but you know, they need to. They need to uh, get a move on, because it is. It the clock's ticking. Like, come on, people. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping we could get a renewal announcement maybe next week to coincide with the finale. That would be really nice. Uh, yeah. No, that is. Uh... That is a possibility, but, you know, yeah, it's like, so, you know, they start filming over the summer, they're going to need time to work on the scripts, so, like, they really need to, they do really need to get the ball moving. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they'll they'll make the announcement to us probably no later than April or May, but I'm assuming that the the crew, the cast and crew will be told before we will be. Mm, mm. I mean, the writers can also kind of be brainstorming ideas and doing things on the on the pretense of getting a fourth season because you might as well operate that you're getting a four even right. if you until you find out. You know what I'm saying? Like assume yeah. it's happening unless you're told otherwise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just keep on keep on plugging away at work until they tell you to stop. But they, uh, I just I need peace of mind to be able to sleep at night, people. Yes. All right, so we're going to get into Season 3, Episode 12, We're All Mad Here, and we start off with an action sequence of Alice storming Wayne Tower. We get Alice coming out of the, coming out of the elevator, throwing 
the poor elevator operator down to the ground. Were you confused? Very much so. <laughs> okay. Because like, I felt like we came in the middle of an episode. I was like, what happened here? Yeah. You know, she's taking all these people out with a paddle. She's kind of like, and she's kind of in like in hero mode until she actually just, as I said that, she got to the part where she just pulls out a gun and shoots the guy. But yeah, like, she, like she's like sliding on her knees. She's taking these guys out. She is looking for something. And then she finally, in uh, the side pocket of the pool table, finds the, uh, the buzzer. I wasn't and, sure what she was looking for. I thought she was looking for the buzzer once I kind of figured out where she was. And as she finds the buzzer, another henchman or security guard or lackey comes in, recognizes her. He's like, oh, you're Alice. And she's like, correction, I was Alice. And she puts the buzzer to her head and zaps herself. This was the moment I knew this was. See, I still did it. (laughs) No, I knew it. Because then she wakes up. In in Mary's uh, clinic, clinic, and she's like, that woman brought you here. And I'm like, all right. And No, this, this is the moment I'm like, no, this feels like it's moving way too fast. I mean, I thought maybe the writers just realized that they had two more episodes left. I'm like, crap. <laughs> mm, no, this, this, was, this was giving me dream pace. It's, especially once, like, like... Once we got out of the scene where she said like she feels like Beth, like she feels like Beth, and then we cut to her on trial. In the in the uh, brunette hair too. I was like, oh no, this is absolutely a dream, a hallucination. This is not. Yeah, because like when we cut to the trial, I'm like, I'm like, all right, so some time has to have passed. I was like, is Marcus just kind of like killing while while all this is going on? Like, so yeah. so we get you know. We get a quick scene in in Mary's clinic where, you know, Mary tells her she's been out for a few hours. They found her unconscious. A Batwoman in the team brought her there. And Alice says she feels like Beth again. And then we go to the we go to the court where Beth is now sitting in the courtroom on trial and her lawyer is arguing, well, you know, we can't we can't hold her responsible for the crimes of Alice because, you know, she was you know she's no longer that person she's no longer a threat to society and pretty much laying out the case for for how alice was pretty much somebody completely different from beth and you have the bat team in the in the audience where both ryan and both ryan and sophie are like um are they trying to make her out to be the victim? And Mary's like, yeah. shush, I'm trying to listen. Yeah. And realistically, she she kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and even even without the joy buzzer, Alice is still, Alice was still a product of, of the trauma and circumstance that Beth went through. So yeah. even without the, you know, even without the joy buzzer to bring her back, I, w- I would still have been able to argue that, she had a complete mental break because of all the trauma that she went through. And that was what was responsible for all of her crimes. Yeah. So she gets acquitted and let go. She's going out of the courthouse and Ryan's there and she, she stops to talk to Ryan and Ryan's upset that she used the joy buzzer on herself and she needed it from Marcus, which I'm like, "Eh, do you though? 
Like, I think you can take down Marcus without it. Like, arguably... I mean, yeah, you can, but if you want Marcus to be who he was before the Joy Buzzer, before what the Joker did to him, you need the Joy Buzzer to bring him back. And that's the goal. The goal isn't so much to stop Marcus as much as it is to bring Marcus back to what he was before the Joker did what he did. But now why does Marcus deserve it more than Beth? Well, as far as Ryan is concerned, that's her brother and that's her family. That's who she's going to help. I and mean, a- and Alice sure, but but this is a family that she didn't know about until, like, two weeks ago. And Alice is the one who killed her mom. Again, Alice did not kill her mom. Alice's thugs killed her mom. Alice was there, though, in the room, when it happened. All right, Hamilton. So, <laughs> as far as Ryan is concerned, Alice gets nothing, ever. You know, Ryan's really got to learn to let things go. Yeah, no. It's I don't really think so. it's really one of her like fatal character flaws is holding on to holding on to grudges. Like look how long she held on to a grudge for Sophie for arresting her. Okay, yes. That was a grudge she absolutely could have and should have let go of. However, holding on to a grudge because of what happened to her mom, nah, she can hold that she can hold that for as long as she wants to, honestly. From the courthouse we go to uh, Beth standing in front of a grave on one Which side. Is apparently we... her grave? Yes, because uh, I was going to say, on the one side we see uh, we see her mother's name on it. So on the other side is her grave, and she's talking to herself. First I thought it was Kate's grave. I, I, at first I did too, but I'm like, well, she knows Kate's not dead, so that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we find out it's... It's her grave, and um, and then nothing happens after <laughs> that. Then... We go to commercial. No, 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 no. And then your yep. favorite person. No. Shows. Oh God, why? We went twelve episodes. I mean, it was we... such great twelve episodes. I mean, we knew this was gonna happen. No, we, we didn't. Yes, we did. I sent the picture to our group chat. I don't care. You photoshopped it. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not that good at Photoshop. I'm good at I'm good at many many things. That good at Photoshop is not one of them. Now I know how Nancy Kerrigan felt when she got hit in the knee. Oh damn! <laughs> but I mean, hey, at least it wasn't anything romantic. It was just yeah. Ocean shows up and he's like, "Hey, I'm dead. It's your fault." Oh, he's always been guilty conscience though. And now that's just kind of been that on steroids with whatever the hell is going on inside her brain. Yep. He's like, yo, I'm dead. It's all your fault. Here, I'm going to die now, too. And then she wakes up clinging her backpack or whatever in the train. And we see her crying a little bit before going to commercial. Can we it just... was a, It was a really, like, fast-paced opening ten minutes. <laughs> it really was. Like, I couldn't breathe. Like, and then, can we just... Shout out um, Rachel Scarsman because my God is. Well, yeah, but we know this. Like, no, she's mean, never I mean, not amazing. No, that's true. But like, this episode, she had to do a lot. Like, she always yeah. has to do a lot as Alice. But think about it. She had to play badass Alice, Beth, normal Alice, and Alice losing her mind. Right. Oh yeah, no, she she had to do everything this episode. <laughs> And she did it well. She, yeah, she does. And she always does. 
but it it can never be said enough especially when she especially when she's doing it but just that yeah just that entire just that entire opening 10 minutes she went you know and granted it's not like they shot it back to back to back to back but she went from an action sequence to the trial you know to the trial to talking to herself to having a mental breakdown like the progression of the character just in that 10 minutes was really good and it's and it's even more amazing when you think about the fact that they do film it out of order so she had to keep track of of the emotion where she was emotionally in order for everything to track yeah and not feel disjointed or out of place even though it was filmed out of you know out of order right and because all that was a dream now we know that the end of the last episode was also a dream no no you're not going to do that to me you're not going didn't happen didn't happen oh yes it did wiped out wiped out an entire season just like dallas no, no, this is not Dallas. We do not do that here. Uh, this this moment with, with, with Sophie and Jada was hilarious to me because, like, Sophie's waking up and she's realizing Ryan's not there and she's like, you know, if you're going to leave me in bed, you can at least have coffee. And then the Ken reveals that it's that Jada's standing there with coffee and, and bagels or pastries or something and she's like, cream or sugar, sweetie? I... Uh, Also, can we look, I'll admit that maybe I have been not in the column of of Ryan and Sophie possibly hooking up, but Sophie seems to get left in bed alone a lot. Is what I'm is what I'm saying here. (laughs) Every time the poor girl wakes up. Other person's nowhere there. And she, it's not even like it's her house and they sneaked out. No, they leave they, her at their house. Yeah, and we don't even know where. Um, well, we do because we see Ryan. We see before the scene, we see Ryan um, show up at Wayne Tower taking out Marcus's guy. She's like, hey, you're Marcus's number two man. You always show up oh, when we're right, gone. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so right, she's, right, off yes. doing, she's off doing Batwoman stuff trying to get some info on Marcus. You think and, she would have left Sophie a note? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is, Renee left a note. So, which one is better for Sophie? Renee. Uh, well, confusing her in order to get to the true love of her life. Do we really want to make that argument right now? We don't know that. Where is Renee? Who is Renee with Renee? I don't know. She's not on the show anymore. Exactly. Because she went off to her happily ever after with Poison Ivy. Therefore... My point stands. So, well, yep. So uh, we get, we get, uh, Jada gets a brief, gets a, gets almost a brief peep show of Sophie, who's putting on a robe. Huh? Was that pun intended? Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like poor Sophie gets left in bed alone twice, and then the mother comes in. While she's still, like, in her lingerie. I, the whole thing was... Yeah. We go over to Alice and Mary over at the clinic. Oh, oh, this whole scene broke my heart. Oh, my God. And uh, Alice is kind of carrying... Using her mind. She's yeah. like, give me all the psychiatry. Give me all the drugs. Yep. Going through Mary's thing, looking for antipsychotics. 
and she's like, I need them because I'm losing my mind. Although she calls her Mar Bear, which is uh which is a weird nickname for Mary. I don't know if that's a thing that I don't I don't think that's a name that should stick. <laughs> but what? Ma- Mar Bear. Ah. Yeah, I heard that I was Yeah. So yeah, it's it, yeah, no, just no. No one should ever say that. So in any event, we got Mary telling Alice, like, you know, you can't be here. The cops are looking for you. Everyone's looking for you. And she's like, look, I'm losing my mind. I need to get the I need to get the buzzer and you need to help me. And Mary's like, well, we need that for Marcus. And Alice is like, but you need it for your sister. To which Mary then puts Alice on a guilt trip oh, that everything. Yeah. She's like. Why did you stop me? You took advantage of me. Everything was your fault. And Alice is just like, well, I'm sorry. You killed a guy with a tree branch. My bad. Yeah, and to be fair, Alice wasn't there at that point because nope, like, Mary... I was, I was trying to protect you. I made sure that nobody got in your way. Yeah. And just this this felt like a breakup scene in a weird way. But my God, did they act their asses off in this scene because I was almost crying. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, to be fair, Alice wasn't you know, yeah, Alice never, never encouraged Mary to hurt people. Now, she would encourage Mary to use her her powers to persuade people to do stuff, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't killing or physical violence that we've seen Alice prone to in the past. And Mary, you know, Mary Poison Ivy's um, Alice into staying in the car, and that's when she ends up killing somebody. So I think it's very unfair of Mary to yeah, lay the blame at Alice's feet. It was totally unfair. Yeah. And it was her guilt talking, and she was lashing out because Alice was there. But knowing what we find out like, puts that puts the, the, this entire scene into a whole different context. Yeah. So Mary tells Alice just to leave and get out of there. And we're back over to Ryan's apartment. And a now fully clothed Sophie comes walking out of the room, kind of like pulling on her her jacket as she passes Jada. And Jada just kind of gives her a wry smile. And she's like, what is this, Gilmore Girls? Yeah. And then <laughs> this line made me laugh, and just because of the whole TV show thing, and she's like, well, Ryan and I have family matters to discuss. <laughs> it made me laugh. And then, and then Sophie was like, oh. And then she kind of, like, went through everything and was right. basically like, yeah, um, guess what? Ryan thinks so. I don't really, you know, you know, you don't really need to play mommy. That's the last thing that Ryan needs. And I right. kind of... I love that somebody out for Ryan, because Ryan's never had that. I mean, Ryan had her mother before. No, but I I mean, since then, like, Ryan's been on her so long, she's never really had somebody just kind of looking out for her and making sure that she's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and Sophie kind of stepped into that mode very easily, and I loved that. And I love mm. that she's not scared of Jane. Right. Yeah, no, I I agree. And Ryan comes waltzing in, and <laughs> Sophie is not too happy. Uh, no, at all. She's like, you <laughs> right. could have warned me. Your mother almost saw me naked, and she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I 
should have told you. She wanted to, like, what did she say? She wanted to powwow about Marcus or something? Yeah. They wanted to get a game plan. They wanted to get a game plan about Marcus. So, as as this is happening, Ryan is pulling up the laptop with Marcus's uh, schedule on a zip drive so they can ambush him. And apparently there's nothing on the schedule. And every day previously he had been booked solid from 9 to 6. And so they're like, well, is there something special about today? And Jade is like, nothing that I can think of. And, then... and we find a email address or an email talking about a Barbara Keene, who is Jim Gordon's ex-wife and the mother of, uh, of his son, James Jr. And Barbara, who is Batgirl. Ah, okay. Yes. So that's a nice little reference. Uh, I don't think it's trying to set up for Batgirl, but um, it is the it is the character's mother. But it's a nice reference um, for those who might not be familiar with the comics, but have seen other media. Barbara Keene was also a central figure in the TV show Gotham, although I don't she was the central figure for at least like one or two seasons. And then I don't rec- I don't know if she came back or not for for the final season because I had kind of fallen off by that point. I've but, never watched Gotham. Well, you should have. It's good. It's it's definitely on my list of things to binge. I just never. Yeah. So uh, so after they figure out who she is, we see Jada kind of like bolting for the door, and she's like, oh, "All right, yeah, got she it. gets she gets this look on her face like as soon as that name is mentioned that you automatically something." Yeah. So she bolts out the door and Sophie's like, you know what? I forgot something. I forgot I left the stove on. I got to go too. She's like, you know what? Hold. She's like, I'll be right back. Give me two minutes. I love that. I love that Sophie clocked it. And she had the line of the episode in this. Yeah. So we see Jada coming out of the bar talking on the phone about people needing to, you know, get their security team amped up and ready because Marcus is coming for them and then she turns around we see Sophie who's standing right in front of her outside in the alley and and Sophie's like who are you talking to the VGs?" <laughs> and Jade is like how the heck did you get out here before me and she, she had the her reply was the line of it's a yeah. lesbian bar know your exits yeah which is a which is a funny line and it's delivered that way, but it's tragically appropriate because, like, you know, all the violence that has happened in in gay bars Ooh, in recent I years. Didn't, yeah. I didn't even. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh my god. Yeah. It, I, you yeah. know, so it's kind. You know. Yeah. And and to be honest, it that's how I like that's how I'm taking it. Just that's where my mind went. So if you know that might not be how they how they meant it to come off when they wrote it. Like maybe they did mean it to be like just a funny line with nothing behind it, but my mind kind of went there, and it's kind of like how, and it's kind of like how I would assume like a lot of uh, people going to school these days feel yeah. a little bit, or how, or how people, or how some people felt after say the, um, like the almost back to back. Uh, shootings inside of a cinema, like inside cinemas, yeah. from from like years ago. So like there, you know, there's a built-in thing now with with some people that are in those kinds of situations, 
where the, that's like the first thing they do. They know exactly where all the exits are. They clock them, or they'll position. They'll even position themselves near one if they can at all times. So I like I do like it was a funny line, and I you're right. It is one of the best lines in this episode. But like that's where my mind went to, and I'm like, oh, that's a you know that's a pretty good that's like a pretty good pull to kind of be like, hey, this is also a problem. Yeah, I didn't even I did not even think of the real world connotations but you're 100 percent correct yeah so any event sophie puts together that barbara Keane must be about must be part of the black glove society and now jade is warning all the people that marcus might be going after them jade is like look i gotta go she gets into the she gets into the car waiting for her she drives off and as soon as she drives off another car pulls up who's there to pick up jada and sophie's like um you here to pick up Jada by any chance? <laughs> and the the poor driver's like, why are you at, why are you talking to me? And she, she's like, you might want to call the cops and tell them your boss just got kidnapped. And then she runs, and then the camera zooms in on her face, and she goes, oh my god, and we cut we cut to commercial. And yep. I was, was like that. I was like, damn, that was intense. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a hot and heavy episode to be sure. And we're not even halfway through. We are actually at 22 minutes and 10 seconds. So you're right. We are not halfway through. We're only actually two commercial breaks in out of five. So. Insane. I know. When we come back from commercial, we have Mary arriving at a random house, which you kind of already guess. Yeah. Like you're like, why is Mary standing in front of this I nobody's like, house? As soon like, as oh. I saw her standing there, I was like, oh, Mary, what are you doing? This is this is to assuage your guilt. This isn't going to make anything better. What are you doing? Go go home. Yep. So that was of course, everything that went through my mind as soon as I saw her standing there. Yeah. So of course it is the person who she's killed's house, and her his other son answers the door. And she's like, hey, is your mom home? And she's like, hey, my name's Mary Hamilton. Uh, I think I have information about your husband's death. And she's like, all right, come inside. So they go inside. <coughs> Hold on a second. As they go inside, we transition over to the Joker's, uh, the Joker's lab. And we have Alice trying to sneak up on... Marcus? No, it's the, um, it's the woman from the last episode. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, the toy maker. Yeah, so you're sneaking up on the toy maker, and she's doing her little flippy butterfly knife thing and drops the butterfly knife for the first time in history. As she bends down to pick up the butter knife, we get Mouse. Yeah, that which... surprised me, but her hoes are clearly getting worse. Yep, and she's like, hey, Mouse, it's you, and he's like, I'm dead because of you, Remember? And she's like, man, everyone's just blaming me for everything today. How do you feel that they kind of circled back around to this with, like, at this point, two and, like, an episode and a half left? Well, it, you know what? I like it because it makes sense. So we had, we, we had um, the start of the season, the start of the season where we find out Alice is kind of having a psychotic break. And so Mary, you know, they have Mary try and keep an eye on her to kind of quell that. And as Mary and Alice become closer, her the psychotic breaks. Go away. 
the psychotic break stops. And now that they're kind of drifting apart again because Mary's blaming her for everything, the psychotic break it like it's accelerating it. Yeah, it's And that so is also why like her hallucinations now are people blaming her for their death. Yeah, so I think the theory that we came up with, I don't know if I think I don't know if it was you or me and we just agreed with each other um, about her um, her hallucinations being psychosomatic and being linked to like needing a sister. Right. Or needing somebody to be or on her side. Someone, um, I think I think might actually be right. Right. Yeah. So so it's a, it's a very interesting symmetry that as as she grew as her and Mary grew closer, you know, they stopped and as they grow apart again it comes back only worse because now it's not just like mary is distancing herself from alice because now she's like no i'm a good person you're evil it's i blame you for everything that happened to me and that's kind of you know that is kind of hurting alice to the point where it's accelerating we or we go over to sophie ryan and mark um luke luke inside the bar trying to figure out what's going on with Jada and Marcus and as as Luke is waiting for the computer to do its thing he looks at Sophie and was like weren't you wearing that yesterday which Luke does not seem like the type of person who would notice that but I kind of went with it because it was funny oh no Luke absolutely is the kind of person who noticed that and I don't mean like he I don't mean like he would notice it as far as like because like he's checking her out of that like i think it would just be like he just thinks of i think of luke as more like an ocd person so it's just like he would he would remember that and he's like weren't you wearing that yesterday and sophie's like well um you see the thing is comes up with a lie to cover and sophie has this look on her face like oh oh yeah okay Okay, bitch. I see what you did there. I see. She was Renee, not exactly. At least Renee admitted to it. Yeah, I'm not even touching that. <laughs> Just saying. That is two points for Renee. And like I said before, Renee is living her happily ever after with Poison Ivy. So we he gets no points. We don't know if they're happy right now. They could be fighting. Well, as of right now, we were led to believe they were happy the last time we saw them. So that is what I am going with. She is not here. She is not part of the equation. Therefore, her points don't matter. They do. They don't. Renee's winning two to zero. I'm keeping track. We go back to the Joker's hideout, and Alice is starting to threaten and torture the toy maker about where the joy buzzer is, and Marcus just shoots her. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's like, you're right, Alice. She was right. There are way too many crazy people in this place. And then he bends over and picks up the joy buzzer out of her pocket. And Alice is like, was in her pocket. Makes sense. And it kind of goes to show, like, Alice is just not, like, thinking remotely. Like, her head is not on straight at all. Yeah, Yeah. she's not thinking clearly at all. Yeah. Uh, And then there's a back and forth between Marcus and Alice where Marcus wants Alice to join him. He can, she can be his version of Harley Quinn, and and Alice is like, no, I need the joy buzzer for myself. I don't want to be who I am anymore. And Marcus knocks her out 
with the laughing gas when okay, she comes. So, yeah. Okay, so we're we're not at the first oh my god moment. Nope. Question mark. No, when we're we, not. When we get back to when Alice comes back to consciousness, she wakes up she comes walking around to a ledge in the room and we see a bunch of robed figures tied to chairs and one robed figure walking around and the one walking around is Marcus who shoves off his cloak and then he goes around the circle introducing everybody who are all Black Love Society members and we have Barbara Keene, we have Jeremiah Arkham, we have Jada Jet and he talks about and he talks about how it's going to be the Black Love Ceremonies last the Black Love Society's final ceremony Yep, he's like, everybody look to the left of you, everybody look to the right of you, they'll both be that, dead. Yep, that person's <laughs> dying. Yep, and then that... He's having, ri- like, he's just so entertaining and fun to watch, as crazy as the actor, I don't know his name, is so good that you just get drawn in, in every scene. He definitely has that charisma. Yeah, I, I do, I do see what you're saying, I don't think he, like... I don't think he's lovable crazy like Alice. Oh no, he's definitely not the redeemable crazy unless the unless they joy buzzer him. But like, he's definitely the type of villain you definitely love to watch. Yes, I would. I would definitely say that that is a correct because he, uh, like I said, he is very charismatic in his delivery, uh, and his Nick his name is Nick Cregan. Ah, so good. And yeah. So we come back from commercial, and he kind of is giving us the history of the Black Love Society, that it was founded by Tommy Elliott's mother back in the day because Tommy wanted to be just like Bruce Wayne, and how it's evolved into all these people trying to change their kid because it makes you know it's a negative reflection on them, and then he brings out a giant spinning wheel that he'll spin to see how each member dies. So Barbara Keene lands on gas, and he's like, correct me if I'm wrong, but was, didn't your kid tie a labradoodle to a train tracks when he was 15? Is that accurate? I mean, uh, uh, yes. In the comics, uh, their son is a psychotic murderer, yes. Okay. Well, I, like I have no comic book. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if they've ever said he did that labradoodle thing, but he is a, he is a killer in in the comics. Um, and it's like he has a very specific type of um, psychosis that, like, supposedly that is the reason he does what he does. But it's um, yeah. So he, so after that, he's like, so, you know, you had to, you had to do something because you can't have that coming out if you're trying to, you know, be the chair of a charity. So he puts a mask on her and fills it with poisonous gas and kills her. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Normal, normal event behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So he spins the wheel again, and as this is going on, we have Mouse talking to Alice, and he's like, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure if you ask him, he'll let you participate. This is kind of like your Super Bowl. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, this is true. And <laughs> she's like, well, why are you here? And Mouse is like, you don't deserve the joy buzzer. And she's like, well, you're a figment of my delirium. 
and I know in my bones that I not only deserve it, I need it. <laughs> and Alice is like, well, your logic doesn't fit the narrative. You poisoned me at our tea party. You don't deserve redemption. I love that all of her hallucinations are ma- like manifestations of her guilt of all the things that she's done. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some part of her really is sad that um, she did that to Mouse, but I mean, Mouse did kind of stab her in the back, so. I mean, yeah, but he was also her, like, he was also the only family that she had for the longest time, so that's gonna, that's gonna leave some guilt there, even if it was justifiable. Yeah, so she goes to take a swing at Mouse and falls onto the ground because Mouse is not there. (laughs) After we hear a gunshot from downstairs, we go back over to Mary and the the camper's wife is like, so you said you had information about my my husband's death? And Mary's like, yeah, you see, I know who killed your, I know who killed your husband. She's like, oh, you know, it's really nice that, you know, it's really brave of you to come here and say that, but we already know we received a call. Given the what police... your stepsister did, and Mary yeah. was so confused. Yeah, as were we all. I don't think in that moment, I literally tweeted this. I was like, oh, my God, Alice took the blame. Yep, so Alice called up the cops and said, hey, it's me, Alice. By the way, I killed that hunter. Ha, ha, ha. And as as the woman is recounting this, Mary just looks very confused. And she's like, I assume that's what you were here to tell us. Mary's like, "Um, Um, yes. Yeah, of course. And then she's like, well, you know, the... The police, um, you know, you know, the police told us what happened and her, her story matches what my daughter saw, which was that someone with blonde hair attacked her. Oh, her son. I thought she said daughter. Um, Which, which was wrong. So the thing is like, I honestly don't remember the kid being there. And see, so here's, here's what I remember. I remember Mary being on the ground. And the father and son come up, and he sees her on the ground, and he tells the son, hey, you know, go over there, or whatever. And he goes to Mary alone. She, you know, and that's when she, like, pushes him off into the tree branch. And then Alice comes across him, and then we see the kid again. Because I I remember, like, I, I remember, I think, after... I remember them panning at one point to the kid, and it looked like the kid saw what happened to his dad. I mean, but Mary didn't have blonde hair. Yeah, she did. No, she had red hair. It could. It, it was light enough that in the lighting of the forest, like, cause remember how like dark and gray it was. Mm. Um, in that lighting, it could have looked. It could have looked blonde, cause in certain lighting in the episodes we were even in episodes we were watching, in certain lighting in certain scenes, her hair did look blonde. All I'm saying is this kid's eyewitness testimony is very suspect. But matches, so they're not going to go into it any further. And poor Mary sitting there just kind of like, oh, my God. So over to Batwoman and Sophie riding around in the Batmobile. And Sophie is just kind of like, huh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Ryan Ryan opened the door first because she apologized for, you know, not – for how she reacted she said it wasn't about being like ashamed or anything it was just she felt it was none of luke's business and sophie said it was fine but you could kind of tell that it wasn't but that'll come back around well no they start 
They start to talk about it in the car. Did they? Yeah. Batwoman's like, you know, I I froze with Luke. It feels like it feels like it's a little bit of a big deal though. And Sophie's like, I'm not saying we need to shout it from the rooftops, but you have to admit there's a difference between keeping something private and hiding something. And that's when Batwoman's like, I wasn't hiding anything. He, it's none of his business. Yeah. And then I think before they could continue the conversation, Luke interrupted. Luke, yep. And he's like, hey, you need to go here. And they're like, all right. And, I and think we this... come back and Marcus is beating somebody to death with a baseball bat. And I think, I think it might be in this next scene where I completely lost my And Jada is telling Marcus to stop. And she's like, you know, you don't, you know, you don't have to do this. And he's like, I'm going to freeze you like you tried to freeze me. And just like you always used to say, go stand in the corner and think about what you've done. And he's like, you're going to have decades to do exactly that, except it's not going to be as pleasant. Okay, no, this isn't the I thought we were I thought we were heading into Marcus and Alice again. Nope. I thought I thought that came before this. And then he also threatens to use the buzzer on Jada. And as he's getting it close to her head, Alice comes out of nowhere, tackles him, and they fight for the buzzer. Alice gets his, gets her hand on it. Then Marcus comes up behind her, knocks her down, and grabs the buzzer again. Oh, and, yes, that's right. And I, lo- I loved this whole fight scene. It was kind of awesome. And he's like, you know, we could rule Gotham together. And he's like, you know, you could be... And Alice is like, we come from the different school of Looney Tunes. And Marcus is like, huh, that's what you think, huh? And then this is when I proceeded to completely lose my mind. Because it was when he said that, that my wheels started turning. And then he said, then he started talking about the day of bus crash. And he mentioned 2003. Yeah. Which was also uh, the the date on the the date on the, the tombstone from earlier in the episode. Yep. And my wheels started turning in my head, and realizing that the bus is that the bus driven by the Joker is what drove them off the bridge that night or that day. I was completely mind blown. So we have Marcus going through the story of the Joker coming onto the bus shooting the bus driver and marcus like walking up to the joker and be like hey stop this and joker pulling out the joy buzzer and zapping marcus and he says when he came to the joker's driving the bus batman was on their tail yep batman was on the tail there was somebody in front of them driving very slow and then he was like i just heard the joker rev the engine and then we hear the, you know, we hear the tires squealing. We cut back to the original, uh, the original shot of the two girls in the back seat as they're about to, as they're about to crash. And then we see the, and then we see the car kind of dangling on the bridge. Did you see this coming? Nope. And I, like I said, until right before it happened, had did not see this coming. Was nowhere on my radar. Was co- I was completely mind blown. If you go back through my my live tweets of this episode as I was watching, you will literally see that there is a tweet where I say "Oh my god" about ten times. Right. And it was in reference to this reveal. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a really it was a really good reveal. Um, also, you don't ever see the Joker's face. Like his face is always obscured. 
obscured, but you see his body and kind of, and so you see like an outline of his body. Uh, and I did like the, I did like the really purple suit that he had, you know, the very classic yeah. Joker with the white face. And it reminded me, not necessarily the person playing, like whoever they got to, to play this stand in for the Joker, uh, rail thin, just like the Joker is supposed to be. But it, it also reminded me a bit more of like this this world's joker feels a little bit more like the batman 66 joker the um cesar romero joker uh okay. who is really good like he was really campy because that's what the show was but i still think he's one of the best jokers even though he was never really as deadly as the joker is supposed to be because it was batman 66 they were you know they were trying to make batman a little lighthearted and goofy because of the because of the um, growing sentiment of anti comics at the time. So we go to commercial. When we come back from commercial, we have stuff that happens, and I'm totally not trying to stall for time until my DPR catches up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what we came back to, but we I come back to it. the. We come back to the same scene, only um, when we come back, Sophie has, uh, not Sophie, Alice has the buzzer in her hand as she's okay. coming, as she's walking out of the house. She's kind of like in a graveyard. Gotcha. Okay. See, because my brain kind of short circuited after yeah. the reveal for a second. So it took me a minute to kind of check back into what was happening because I after the whole crash reveal, my mind kind of crazy for a second. Yeah. So they come back. Alice has the joy buzzer on her hand and she's about to zap herself. And Sylvie comes up behind her with the gun telling her to stop. Didn't, to go. didn't, um, battering. No, at least not in this scene. Okay. We have, we have, uh, Batwoman go free Jada. Then we go back outside and we have Alice and Sophie talking, saying, you know, and Sophie's like, no, we need that for Marcus. And she's like, why? Because Jada wants it. And Sophie's like, no, to stop him from ruining the city. Alice fights the gun out of Sophie's hand. And then she goes again to put the, and she goes again to put the joy buzzer to her head. And then Luke better rings it out of her hand. Which was a really cool, like, shot and, like, his whole entrance that was, like, so awesome. Yep. Alice turns around, so we see Bat... We see Batwing on top of the mausoleum. Sophie tackles Alice. They restrain her. And Luke picks up the joy buzzer. And Alice is just in tears. On the ground. Pleading. Saying she doesn't want to go back to Arkham. Part of me was like, don't send her back there. Back inside, Batwoman takes the mask off of Barbara Keene, who's still alive, and we see her throw up. Marcus comes running out from off-camera, tackles Batwoman, and they begin to fight. This was a really well-done fight. It was. And <laughs> Marcus tells her, you know, she was a punk-ass street rat whose mom didn't want her. <laughs> and that makes Ryan take off the mask, which now... Barbara Keene knows who she is. <laughs> <laughs> this is just something that happens on the CW hero shows. We just kind of have to rock with it and accept it. Yeah. So they go back and forth about 
you know, how Marcus had such an easy life and how Ryan wanted, you know, Ryan was jealous because she, he had everything she had wanted. Family, security, money. Yep. And then Marcus finally, Marcus finally has enough, pulls out the gun, shoots her a few times in the chest plate. Which, again, did not see coming. Yep. And he's about to, yep. He's about to freeze her or it's like, Marcus just get, like, literally does not care. Correct. And as he's about to that, we have Jada holding the gun and pointing it at Marcus. And Marcus goes running off and she's like, nice try, baby girl. Well, no, you missed something. He's like, you're really going to shoot your own son? And she's like, you're not my son. Not anymore. Oh, boom. And then she like, she she shot the whatever that was, cryo tank or whatever. Yeah. Out of his hand. And then he runs off. And then that's when we got, you know, Ryan was like, or Batwoman was like, I told you to go. And she's like, sorry, baby girl, I'm not making that mistake again. And they hugged and I just kind of went, oh, that's <laughs> sweet. I'm a sucker for those kind of moments. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> when we come back from commercial, we see Jada in her office looking, getting a text from Ryan saying that they have the joy buzzer and it says we're going to get our family back and we go over to Ryan's apartment and Sophie and Ryan are there and and Ryan have a really nice conversation yeah Sophie's like I've never I've never had an out relationship with a girl she's like I've never introduced a girl to my friend to my sister to my mom right so you know that's what all of this stuff with Luke kind of triggered for me because now that I'm in a place to have an open relationship, what if the person that I'm into isn't there? Right. Which is weird because, like, Ryan's out. Yeah, but she's also, like, she's been out, but she's never really had anybody to kind of, I mean, I guess in a weird way with Sophie, like, everybody's already, like, met each other. But, like, Ryan was always an island on her own. Like, she never really had to... She could be out and be in a relationship, and she never really had to sh- to share it with anybody. It was just kind of their thing. But, you know, now that Ryan kind of has people with Luke and Mary and Jada to some extent, I think Sophie was afraid that she was backing away. Yeah. And then she's like, you're going to make me meet your mom, aren't you? She's like, do you remember what happened when I met your mom? Which was basically, that was the night that that woman became a horror movie. Yep. So as a... Sophie starts kind of going into this spiral of, like, what her mom is going to be like, and then Ryan kisses her to shut her up. Yep. Then we have Luke and Mary come in. Mary also comments on... Mary talks about how... No. Mary talks about how, you know, how everything's going, and she's like, all right, you know, we need to... We need one last shot at Marcus. Give me 24 hours because Mary's like, we need to help Alice. And then Mary's like, wait, weren't you wearing that yesterday? And Sophie's like, what is with everyone today? (laughs) And we just see, like, Mary's eyes kind of dart back and and forth. And then she, wait, are you two? Did you? Have you? Oh, my, you did. And Luke is standing there like, what's happening? And then, okay. As happy as I was as that Mary was as excited as she was, did it almost feel too much? It went on a little too long, yeah. Because it, it felt like it felt like somebody.
somebody gave her giggle gas or something. I was like, what is wrong with her? Yes, yes. No, that it 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 did feel like it went on a little bit too long. And like like even like Luke's looking at her. Um, can we go Luke, now? Are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, I'm watching this and it, like it's still going on. Like <laughs> it's it it like I could see how uncomfortable Luke is in this. I was uncomfortable watching it because it literally felt like somebody put giggle like somebody it was like she was dosed with laughing gas. Yeah. Because her laugh was weird. It really was. Like I don't <laughs> I don't know what the hell was and then finally she's like, Why are we still here? Let them go be cute and then they walked off and she made this really weird high pitched squeal that now yeah. even I could reach that level and I could squeal pretty high. Yeah. And we go back into Arkham where Alice being thrown to the ground and we see we see Mouse and and Dum Dum dressed up as Arkham guards saying that they're going to be there the entire time and they're never going to go away. And Alice goes to kind of lash out at one and it turns and it's actually Mary. And Mary's like, oh, you know, I told, you know, I got them to pull the strings and I'm going to be your personal physician. And she thanks Mary for everything that Mary did for her today. And then Mary says, thank you. And she says, what's another, you know, what's another spot on the resume yeah and then and then and then alice is like i'm so sorry for what i did and i'm like what the hell did she do and then because there was something we forgot to cover in one of the conversations with marcus she offered him something that would make the joker wish she were him or something like that and that was like one of the last things they said to each other right and then i didn't think anything of it at the time and then she apologized, and then it cuts to Marcus turning the necklace, and I'm like, oh. Nope, it's a baseball my- now. Oh, it's a ba- okay, turning the baseball. And I was like, oh my god, I was like, oh my god, she didn't. She let the crazy man into the bat cave. Are you kidding? Like, I, I, I completely lost my mind, had a whole spiral. This was the moment, but are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, no, fine, just watching Batwoman. I mean, to be fair... He already knew she was Batwoman, so he had to have known, like... I just, him being in the Batcave with all of those weapons stuff, with yeah. how crazy he is, makes me very, very uncomfortable. Uh, I agree. Like, bad things are about to happen. Nothing good can come from this. Yeah, no, that's about right. And that'll lead us to next week's season finale. Yeah, and, and it's funny. I started the episode, and even as I was watching the episode, I was like, how are they going to top for a finale? Because so much happened in this episode. And in those last 10 seconds, with Marcus standing there saying, let's have some fun or something like that, I was like, okay, they're about to give us one hell of a finale. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be very interesting to see where how this all kind of settles out. Yeah, I'm excited. So am I. Like it's been a it's been a really good season, so I can't wait to to see the resolution. Even though I don't want it to, you know, I don't want it to stop. But I know because we're only supposed to be like at the halfway point of the season. We're supposed to have more time, but right. As 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 much, I, I, and I love that I'm so sad that the season is ending because it means the season was that good. Right. And if 
if we can get 13 episode seasons that are this caliber every I'm okay with it being only 13 episodes even though uh, I kind of want a little bit more absolutely in fact you know what I would so what I would honestly really love is uh, is and Netflix has done this a couple times not not all the time but I've they've like done it, it twice where like you would get like thing? yeah like you would get two seasons in a year like you would have say like the spring season and then you would get it again in the fall kind of like what the flash did with six like the first half of the flash was um blood work and the lead up to crisis and then everything after crisis was basically um everything with the, with uh, the mirror world kind of but like so like lucifer we got two seasons of lucifer this year it came back in the spring for a few episodes did that storyline and then the fall was the was the last half of the season um they they did it with sabrina so like it's almost like you get say two 13 episode seasons on opposing on opposing like earth seasons and then the other like so you say you'd have a season in in the winter spring all of spring would be off then you'd have a season in the summer all of fall would be off and so it's like every four months or so cycle like that's a cycle i could really get behind yeah i can too but we still need to get them to uh to renew it so yeah which at this point i am operating under the assumption that we are getting a four until we don't yeah yeah I, I I hope so too, because I I don't want you know I feel like I feel like wherever the season ends up I'm gonna want to see what happens afterwards. So yeah, but that is the episode. Uh, what did you guys think of it? Are you excited for next week's season finale? Do you want Alice to be redeemed? Do you want Marcus to succeed? Do you also think that? Renee is winning in the scoreboard. No, because as far as I'm completely off the scoreboard, and she has been since town. She is winning two to zero yeah, for those no. keeping track at home. Pretty sure you're the only one keeping track of that. Yes. I am not. You don't know that. That's why I said pretty sure. So uh, let us know what you think, and you can do that in a number of ways. You can email us at BatwomanTVTalk at gmail.com you can tweet at us at batwoman tv talk on twitter you can tweet at me at academy rewind on twitter and where can the people find you i'm at xo tony roney xo on twitter all right we will see you all next week for the season finale uh so until then you know go do some fun stuff because i think next week is going to be a very uh intense week Yes, it'll be a very intense episode. Yes. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody survives. But until then, they are shining the bat signal on the sky. So we're gonna head on out of here. Good night, everyone. Bye, everybody.